The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun. With over 80 casino-style games to choose from, you too could win life-changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumbaCasino.com and give them a whirl. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner. What up, everybody? This is Rob Brandt. And this is Rick Brandt, and we are the Brothers Brandt. Welcome back to another episode, episode 32. The NBA is back, and we're talking all about our NBA draft experience. Episode 32 of the Brothers Brandt podcast. Episode 31 was hockey, little winter classic, little stadium series. Big shout out to Dave McCarthy, massive moves Rick Brandt just made, booking our tea time for Beth Page Black in a couple of weeks. Fired up about that, Rick. Well, let's talk about our NBA draft experience. Rick, explain what the NBA draft is, and let's talk about it. All right, Robbie boy. So let's get into this podcast episode. We're going to roll the clock back to 2017 when you and I made a trip into Brooklyn, New York, in the middle of June. And we weren't going to see a baseball game. We weren't going to see any sort of outdoor event. We were going to the Brooklyn Nets Barclays Stadium to watch the NBA draft live in person. And that was, Rob, that was my first draft. That was your first draft. And I'll tell you, I don't know if it could get much better than that other than getting selected by a team. What do you say? Rick, we had an outstanding time, and, you know, we do a lot of cool shit, like a lot of cool events. Like, we go to a lot of big-name events, Masters, Super Bowl, but, like, low-key events like this, like, people just don't even think, oh, my gosh, you can go to the NBA draft. Like, you can actually go and buy a ticket and watch it. Like, I hope we're putting that on people's radars. So, yeah, Rick, and we didn't just get drafted. We, we almost got drafted. We got up on stage. We, got, we walked across stage. <laughs> Listen, Adam, Adam Silver was there, and uh, the whole uh, NBA crew was there, ESPN. It was, it was a phenomenal event. I highly recommend the draft, and I would definitely do it again. We got our picture with Jay Williams. Come on, <laughs> Duke legend. Jay Williams, Duke legend. Couldn't have been funnier, nicer guy. 
enjoyed our time with him. So um, just, you know, we got a chance to check out so much there. We got to go behind the scenes. We got to go into the green room. We were on the floor, hosted, excuse me, hoisted the NBA trophy. Like, what was that doing there? Yeah, it was epic. It was an epic experience. Um, Do you want to talk about the draft right now or you want to hop into uh, the bubble? Well, the NBA is back. I felt like that would be something we should talk about. But let's dive first into the NBA draft 2017. Uh, I recall you and I both going there looking our finest, as we've talked about on many podcasts before. You were wearing your Golden State Warriors jersey. and And I had my Cleveland Cavaliers jersey and hat on. And I think the reason why we were wearing those, Rob, was because the Warriors and the Cavs had played in the NBA Finals for like four years in a row to that point, and, or maybe three years. But nevertheless, we thought it would be perfect, very appropriate, and it was well-received by all. Everybody was loving the outfits. This is something that Rick and I talk about all the time, is dress the part. Well, what do you do when you go to an NBA draft? Like, how do you dress the part? Well, we uh, went on eBay, and uh, we had, uh, from years of accumulation, uh, Golden State Warrior uh, jersey. I think it was a Clyde Van Drexel jersey or something like that. And it was an old school, like, yellow with the state or, like, you know, on it. It was, it was, it was a throwback. And, you know, went on eBay and got, the, uh, got a super sick uh, uh, um, Warriors hat. You got a really cool Cavaliers hat, and you had a LeBron James jersey on. So people were loving that we were doing that. And then, you know, I think, uh, you know, I think, I think we went right and took our picture, right? Like we we found like we got there super early. The draft was at like what eight o'clock on like a random Tuesday night. So uh, we got there really early and like two o'clock, got in, and the NBA trophy was there, right? NBA trophy was there. We snagged a few pictures with it. And then I remember there being like a bunch of people, early like VIP guests that we kind of tagged along with because we got there early. And we ended up being able to go up onto the, like you said, stage where the players got drafted. We walked to the green room, which was spectacular, bumped into Jay Will. I brought a Duke jersey that night because there were some Dukies that were going to be first round selections. And, you know, I never thought. I didn't know what the plan would be, but why not have it, right? Exactly. And it was like a free-for-all. Like, so for anyone listening to this that wants to go to the NBA draft, you know, with COVID going on, if it opens up again, um, which the NBA draft should be coming along soon, right? Like, they're going to draft their players, right, Rick? Yeah, they rescheduled it. They moved so many things around now. But, yeah, I believe the draft lottery is coming up later this month, and then they'll have the um, the draft itself. So a lot of things going on different and we'll get into the bubble and where the NBA is at now but the draft definitely a must Rob yeah and how we got on the uh the uh stage was hilarious so if you guys can picture this Barkley Stadium just set up you know to the nines like got jumbotrons everywhere you know they're ready to rock and roll it's the NBA draft biggest thing they got going on and we got there super early again guys get there early as soon as the gates open got there early you know Rick uh, saw like a crowd of people in the front row. Um, so you had like the court and then you had like front row stands 
And Rick and I went to this, Rick, me, and actually Matt Gilson, the three of us, we went to the stands. And this just proves that you guys can get more than one, two, or three people into exclusive areas if you just act the part. And uh, Matt Gilson, kudos to him, hung right on our coattails. And we beelined it right to this group that was walking out on the stage. And uh, the, uh, the group leader, you know, it's a frenzy. So she didn't know what was going on. And she just looked at me, Rick, and Matt and just goes, uh, are you guys uh, are you guys part of the VIP experience? And the key right here, everybody, is without hesitation, you just got to say yes. You got to go, yep, yes, we are. And that's exactly what all three of us did in unison. And they go, okay, you're good, you're good. And then we hopped on this train of people that were just walking across stage and getting their picture up on stage. So we'll post that on Instagram. And then we're like, that was pretty cool. And then we walked through the green room, which was pretty epic. Uh, and then through the locker rooms and went back out into like the main course area. And I would say 99% of the people in the stadium don't do that, don't have that experience. And it's all because you get there early, you dress the part, you look like fans, you look like you're there to have a good time and you have a lot of confidence uh, when people ask you if you're VIP. It's happened more than 20 times in our life and it's always paid out when you say yes. <laughs> Rob, that is so well said, and I remember that lady, that young girl, whatever you want to call her, she slapped some wristbands on our arms as soon as we responded with that confidence. So there you go, Rob. Take some risks. Have some fun. Um, it was good stuff that night, and also, too, like, that was a pretty cool NBA draft. I remember being excited about it because that was the year Lo um, Lonzo Ball. He was that star basketball player out of UCLA. His dad was like the big known person talking crap. And uh, so Lonzo Ball was coming out. You had De'Aaron Fox from Kentucky, uh, Markel Fultz, Donovan Mitchell, Malik Monk, even Jason Tatum from Duke. So it wasn't that bad of a draft class. It was actually a pretty good one. And we'll see how these careers play out. But we've already had a few NBA All-Stars or appearances, I should say, from this crew. And it was a great night. A lot of fun. Ended up going backstage, eating a ton of food, drinking a ton of whatever we wanted to drink that night. Yeah. And yeah. I'd say, you know, it was an all-day event. Like you said, we drove in early that afternoon into Brooklyn, spent the evening there. It was cool, man. It was cool. So cool. So cool. Yeah. You know, going over those draft picks, you got Jason Tatum, who's clearly, I would, I would argue the best out of that draft, like crushing it. And then like Donovan Mitchell, of course, coming in there hot. Um, but you know, bus city with Markel Fultz, like absolutely terrible pick from the 76ers, you know, trash pick. And, <laughs> and then, and then you have Lonzo ball, whatever happened, where is he? Where is Lonzo Ball? I am going to put him on milk cartons. I'm going to put a picture of Lonzo Ball on milk cartons. I like Lonzo Ball, and here's why. Because he found himself in New Orleans, probably not where he envisioned his career going to. He was uh, drafted by the Lakers, playing with LeBron. Things looked like it was going to be great for him, especially in the L.A. market. But he ends up in New Orleans, and then all of a sudden, Zion Williamson from Duke gets drafted, and now the two of them are duoing it up. They might, might make the NBA playoffs this year. We'll see. But I think the future could be bright for those two down in the bayou. Okay. Ooh, I like that. Bright in the bayou. Wow. You're like Jim Nance over here. 
<laughs> uh, don't uh, don't build me up too much. Nobody's like Jim Nance. He's the best in all, of all time. Rick, you, you should have thrown in there. They're going to be playing for much more than the beads on Bourbon Street. <laughs> or a famous line from Jimmy Nance. Brawling and Nollins. That's right. That's oh, right. So, Rob, while we're talking about the draft, let's just talk a little bit about the draft lottery. Because I find the draft lottery to be just so intriguing and comical at times because it's ping pong balls that bounce around and just happen to randomly draw who is going to be picking next year in the draft lottery. So, like, I mean, you've got teams that are doing fine. They're doing well. And yet somehow they end up getting picked. I like it in the NFL where in the NFL draft lottery, it's just simply done. Best team gets the last pick. Worst team gets the first pick. And that ultimately provides some level of, I'd say, competitiveness and keeping everybody on a, on a level playing field. Uh, whereas in the NBA, I mean, I look at some franchises, and I don't know, I'd have to study it a little bit more, but it just seems like bad franchises kind of stay bad for a decent period of time where I'd like to see a little bit better turnover. Maybe the NBA can look into that if they're listening to the podcast tonight. What up, everybody? Sorry to interrupt the regular programming right here, but Rick and I have to pay the bills, so we're going to run an ad. This ad is brought to you by Anchor. If you haven't heard about Anchor, it's the easiest way to make a podcast. Let me explain. It's free. There's creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer. Anchor will distribute your podcast for you so it can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and many more. You can make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership. It's everything you need to make a podcast in one place. So download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. Enjoy the show, guys. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Stern needs to be listening to this for sure. Stern's uh, retired. He hung it up years ago. Yeah, he's probably listening. He's, he's, kicking it, he's kicking it back. He's kicking yeah, back he's listening to the podcast. You're right. He's in retirement right now, just listening to the Brothers Brand just podcast. Just soaking this shit up all day, every day, on a beach somewhere. <laughs> you just drop in, his friends. Drop in Tuesday and Friday. Just can't get enough of it. Just sending in requests. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Adam, Adam Silver. Well, you know, let's, um, you know, real quick, it's funny you say the ping pong ball thing because I was watching uh, a documentary and it was about the 1985 draft which uh, they, they used to, instead of using ping pong balls, they used envelopes. And there's this huge conspiracy. Like, like if you have time on your hands and you want to watch, like, you know, a documentary or a YouTube clip about the 1985 conspiracy, and it's about Patrick Ewing. You know, we were in New York for this draft, and the draft was in New York in 1985, and um, the, the Knicks were in it. And th there's a conspiracy theory saying that they froze the envelope so that Stern, when he, when he went to pull it out, like he could feel it. He could actually feel the envelope cold and he knew it was the New York Knicks. And uh, that's like what they're saying or that like it bent or something like that because they wanted desperately to change basketball and have Patrick Ewing 
go to the Knicks because he was arguably, he was arguably the best player in college basketball. Um, so they did away with the envelope system and then moved it to the ping pong balls. Wow, that's pretty crazy. I love that little uh, trivia fact there. Cool stuff from uh, Georgetown boy, too. Patrick Ewing was a beast. Yeah, and in that same draft, Carl Malone also was drafted. So two Hall of Famers, pretty epic. Uh, but say, moving, motoring along, uh, let's talk about the bubble and then get the hell out of here. <laughs> yeah, I'm cool with that. Let's roll into this bubble. You want to take the lead or should I? Uh, you can take a lead. All right, great. So I would say, Rob, that the NBA has done a miraculous job. Let's think about this. Let's rewind beginning of March. Things were cruising along. NBA's having their season. The Lakers and Clippers are at the top of it. Milwaukee with Giannis. They're doing their thing. And I think the storylines – minus the tragic, tragic loss a month earlier with Kobe Bryant. Um, the NBA really was having a good season, and all of a sudden the coronavirus pandemic happens and shuts everything down. You might remember Rudy Gobert, Denver Nuggets basketball player, tested positive, and the NBA, as a result, pumped the brakes, immediately said, the show must stop or at least take a pause while we figure this all out. And they were the first league to do it. They did it, I think, on like a Wednesday or a Thursday night. And the next thing you knew, all leagues, every other league, the NHL, Major League Baseball, everybody just stopped. Golf, everybody. And I would commend the NBA for doing what they did and then spending the last three months to diagnose the situation, learn about the evolving everyday nuances and new issues that are occurring with the coronavirus pandemic. They were able to pull their resources together, the NBA, the Players Association, the owners, they teamed up and they went down to Florida, which is now famously known for its bubble, and they created this quarantined area for not all the NBA teams, just the ones that looked like they were going to make the playoffs or had a shot to make the playoffs. And they created a safe environment where the teams have since picked up a week or two ago playing games. They'll be getting in and narrowing down on playoff contention and hosting hopefully a successful postseason, albeit without fans and, you know, sold out arenas, but nonetheless, they'll hopefully end up completing their season. So Long-winded explanation of where we're at, but really proud of the NBA for doing what they did. 100% agree, Rick. The NBA bubble set the standard for bubbles, uh, you know, across, across the sports world. NHL, I feel like, jumped on that bandwagon. And instead of doing one, instead of doing one, they, I, they didn't think they couldn't do that. So they just put them both in Canada, one in Toronto and one in Edmonton. And it's going, like, flawlessly, knock on wood which is fantastic. And, uh, you know, other, you know, teams and other people are trying to, trying to figure that out too, the whole bubble. I mean, college football is just a hot mess, probably going to get canceled tomorrow. <laughs> and, then, uh, and then the NFL is scrambling trying to figure this out. But uh, the NBA just set the, the gold standard for it. And something that's fun that they did in the bubble is they pump in sound noise so it's kind of like crowds are there. Uh, and they also pump in music. And they've done a really cool job of uh, being able to have people 
uh, Zoom live into the games. So you can just like watch the game live, I guess, from like the stadium or like your face is portrayed up on the Jumbotron, which is pretty cool. Like I was like, damn, they're going to some really cool lengths. Yeah, we've seen what a lot of fans have done in baseball with the big cardboard cutouts and they're sticking them in all the empty seats. The NBA went virtual and they can do that because they're in a controlled environment. Uh, you know, with baseball, it's definitely a different camera angle and the views change all the time. But with the NBA, you're really projecting down from center court. And in the background, they set up these electronic boards where, like you just said, fans for the different teams are appearing almost as if they're watching the game courtside, which is really neat. The home teams are getting all of their graphics shown. Sponsors' logos are appearing electronically on the courts and in the backgrounds, keeping those dollars flowing for the NBA and the teams. Uh, I think it's really well done. The folks that set all that up did a great job. The NHL, uh, too, they've been a little bit more, um, uh, what's the word I'm looking for, more uh, hard versus virtual. They've been more physical when it comes to their signage. I was watching last night a documentary about how they're changing the signage on all the boards. They're playing on the same rink different teams every night, every couple hours, different teams are playing, but they're having to change out the sponsorship signs, physical sponsorships, physical sponsorship signs on the boards. And uh, they're doing a great job there. The NBA just couldn't, couldn't be doing a better job. I, I love what they're up to right now. Love it. Love it. Well, I'm excited to see how the bubble plays out. Um, you know, not sure of my predictions, but who really cares? Let's just enjoy some sports. Let's get something to cheer about. And uh, I hope that everybody's safe throughout coronavirus for the NBA and NHL so we can keep watching this. And I hope uh, NFL gets their act together uh, and uh, we got more sports rolling along. But in the meantime, you and I are just going to be pumping out content left and right, up and down. doesn't matter where we are. We're just going to be on cruise control for the next 200 episodes. Is that right, Ricky? Sounds like a plan to me, Rob. We got the content. We got the listeners. You all stay safe out there. Appreciate everything you guys are doing. Rob, you be well. We'll talk soon. For all you listeners, I'm Rick Brandt. And I'm Rob Brandt. And we're the Brothers Brandt.